Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Be Your Own News podcast. It is me, your host, Katie Skinner-Her. This episode is for you if you are on a self-development journey of sorts. Um, I have listeners of various different backgrounds, um, but they are on the journey to a deeper sense of self. Whether you are an artist and you depend on your creativity, your self-reflection, your spirituality, your creativity, what have you, for money, or you are just somebody who knows that you're meant for more, this podcast in general is for you. This episode was made for you. Everything I'm doing, I'm sharing my own personal experience because that is what I am an expert in, and I'm always seeking knowledge for more ways to help you. Thank you so much for your feedback so far. Thank you so much for being here with me. You are in for a treat with this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time loyal loyal friend of mine. I really, really appreciate you and the energy that you bring to this podcast. Your questions never go unappreciated. Most of the time unanswered. (laughs) I do my best with the questions that I get. Um, And I'm just really, really appreciative of you being here. So give yourself a little pat on the back because I know that the spiritual journey, the creative mind, the soul, the voice, the sacral energy, the the splenic, like your, your intuitive hit, all of it, the heart space, oh my gosh, just (laughs) where you came from, where you're going. None of that is easy stuff. So if you're here, I really just want to make sure that you listen to this in a good calm head space, knowing that everything that you've ever wanted is already on its way to you, just as long as you keep showing up for it as much as it will show up for you. Um, I also hope that you do one little thing today to treat yourself, um, just to kind of affirm that this physical life is one that we get to appreciate. We get to enjoy. Um, we are here in this body in this life once. And I really want to firmly believe that no matter what you've heard or what's going on in the world, you deserve love. You deserve pleasure. You deserve joy. You deserve to touch something nice, soft and fuzzy. Um, if that's your thing, um, you deserve a really good cup of coffee or you deserve a home cooked meal or whatever it is that gives you pleasure. You deserve a podcast to listen to a podcast from somebody who genuinely cares about you in the state of the world, um, and does the best with what she has. So I firmly believe you're in the right place. So get cozy, get comfortable, whatever you're doing is absolutely correct. And let's jump into one of my favorite topics, which is journaling. Hello, welcome back. I am very excited to be back. Um, If you haven't noticed, I took a bit of a break um, with the podcast. The last episode I uploaded was in June, and that was a very, very good episode. It was an interview with Michelle the Mystic. We talked about intuition, just very, very important, crucial episode. Um, Since then, I have moved across the country with Evan. We took a trip from Las Vegas, Nevada, where I was living. We were living. Um, and we moved over to Richmond, Virginia. And a lot of people have asked us why we moved. And the answer is because we wanted to plant down roots. Um, and Evan and I met and got married in Richmond, Virginia. And if you've ever been there, if you're from there, if you know the area, it's a very beautiful place. If you're looking for like a good, um, city, accessible city. So it is a city, um, but it's not a huge city. There is nature nearby. There's a river that runs right through it. It's not too big, not too small. The cost of living is not outrageous. Um, But there's like all the things that make a good city there. And I feel like all of our values are expressed there. Um, And you don't need to go too far for something different. 
And for me, that's something very, very important because I do love diversity. I've always been a little nervous about the idea of like, quote unquote, settling down, picking one place. Um, I always thought that I wanted to like, really just live around the world and just try so many things. Um, but I also want stability. I want to plant down roots. I want to buy a house. And so for now, this is like the best option for us. Um, so Evan and I went from Las Vegas to, um, Richmond, one big road trip. We had the dog car completely packed with everything we owned. Um, and the two dogs in the backseat, uh, I think it took us about 10 days and we stopped in Sedona, Arizona, Santa Fe, New Mexico. If you're visualizing this with me across the country, um, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Austin, Texas, um, Louisiana, New Orleans, <laughs> And Atlanta, Georgia, we were there just for like a night. We stayed in uh, someone's like farm in the suburbs. It was like a suburban home. It was an Airbnb. Their backyard was like completely farmed out. They had goats, they had chickens, they had teepees. Um, and we stayed in like their Airstream. It was really cool. And then from there, North Carolina, where we visited my sister and her baby, her, her husband and their horses, and then Richmond, Virginia. It was quite the adventure. Um, I have a lot of footage from it that I'm thinking about putting on YouTube, like as a vlog, but not totally sure yet thinking about it. Anyway, um, the purpose of this episode is something that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, I've been a little nervous about getting back on the, on the mic on the podcast because I've just had a lot of changes in my life and I've had like with everything that's going on in the world. Um, and just because I'm not talking about it on social media, doesn't mean that I'm not talking about it privately in my life. I'm surrounded with a lot of people who I love and um, I always have someone to talk about, talk th about things out with nearby. I have a close knit community here. So I just kind of want to preface it. Like just because I'm not talking about it on social media doesn't mean that I'm not thinking about it and talking about it. And, you know, I'm thinking about all the affairs of the world and like all the debates that are going on and the arguments that people are having in the comment sections of things. And, um, I've just been having, I've been getting up in my head a little bit lately because I've been feeling like I don't want to add to the noise, you know? So I hear a lot of people you know, talking about misinformation or like criticizing and just like a lot of negativity is being bouncing around. And I'm like, well, then who am I to add to the noise? And I think that there are some people out there who are doing things really, really well. And they're like, some of my favorite influencers, some of my favorite creators are just doing some things really well. They're spreading information. They're doing good work. And I'm like, well, I couldn't live up to that. So where's space for me? And I just really got in my head for the past two months. Yeah, it's been two months um, since I've really created anything. Um, I've just been really private. I haven't really been on TikTok, but also I kind of want need to give myself a little bit of grace here because I did just move across the country. <laughs> My life is like so different now. Um, Evan and I have been usually big city folk. Uh, we lived in DC for two years. Um, we lived in Las Vegas. It's not a major city, but it's not, not a city. <laughs> um, like Las Vegas isn't like New York city, but it's, you know, it's a city. Um, and now we live a little bit outside of Richmond, Virginia in Midlothian because we wanted to live somewhere with lots of space. So it's like a suburb of, of Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, sorry. <laughs> it's like a little Southeast. Um, we live in a house with four bedrooms. Um, we got two dogs. One of, we have roommates with one of our close friends named Sarah. She has two dogs, we have a big backyard, we have a meadow, all of the like comforts of like a home in the country, but it's not really in the country. It's like more in the suburbs, but it's a lot of space. I mean, I'm in love with it here, really. Um, I got here because I knew I followed my intuition and I followed what lit me up and what made me happy. And I'm just really, really grateful for that. Um, so I, that's me. That's about me. Um, and one thing that's really gotten me out of funks 
is journaling. And people say, therapists say, people, people who I know who follow like influencers or who have a therapist, they tell me, I hear a lot of guilt around like, I should be journaling. My therapist says that you should journal and I don't. And oh my God, believe me, I was there. Um, I once hired a coach and I had a therapist and a coach at the same time. Um, totally recommend that experience. It'll change your life. Um, but I recommended, um, they rec- they both recommended me journaling. They kept saying like, this is something that you should do. Um, you should journal on that. And it sounded to me at the time, like something incredibly dismissive, like, um, you know, so if I wanted to talk about something, like I kind of wanted to vent, um, my therapist would recommend that I would journal on something. Um, so like, let's say I'm like, oh, my, my boss said something today that really just frustrated me and I would want to talk about it. And she would say a couple things on that. And then she'd say, I really recommend that you journal on that. And it, so- it sounded to me like it was a little dismissive. Like she was um, kind of saying like, I don't want to talk about it. Go write in your feelings diary about it. <laughs> um, and my coach, um, I would ask her a question like, what should I do about this? What should I do about my business? Should I take this risk? Should I go here? Should I do that? And she'd recommend that I journal about it. And again, I thought she was dismissing me because she didn't want to give me advice. But what I realized that what they were both asking was for me to develop this like deep trust in a relationship within myself. So journaling is not just quote, like writing something down, which is what I thought it was. I thought it was like making a to-do list. And I'm like, well, why would I journal about something if I already know what I'm feeling? I really am like asking for somebody else's opinion. Um, and I've mentioned this before, uh, but in human design, if you're familiar, I have an undefined head and Ajna center, which means like, I'm just so open when it comes to ideas. Some people are a little more like they know what they want and they just know to go for it and not really, they don't really need to bounce things off, but I love to bounce things off <laughs> of other people. Um, I really feel like I need external motivation and inspiration to do something. And then once it clicks, it's in, like I have defined basically everything else. <laughs> Um, so if you're not into human design, that's totally okay. But basically I hope that translation made some sense. Um, and journaling, I thought just kind of sounded like a recounting of my day, like dear diary today, I ate cereal for lunch. And then I went downstairs and my mom (laughs) took me to school and then I had a good day. And my teacher said that my work was very good. And that just sounded really boring to me. Um, but what I will say real quick caveat, if you want to develop a journaling practice and you are just feeling absolutely blank and we'll get more into this in a minute. So don't worry. If you're feeling completely blank, I really recommend that you at least start with recounting your day. So I don't mean that you need to like really go blah, 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 unless you want to, unless you, you know, you want to include all those details, but there was a really transformative time in my life when I knew I needed to journal. I knew that that's like what I needed to do. I needed to get it out. I needed to express out. Like there was so much built up inside of me. I just needed it to come out. And I, I was tired of hearing myself talk because I would like come home and vent to Evan every day. I would just be like, oh, work sucked. Blech, my boss was dumb. This is annoying. Like, you know, whatever. And I didn't want to like post the negative stuff on social media. Cause that's not, I don't know. That didn't make me feel good. Um, so what I would do is I would just recount my day. I would write like two to three sentences, maybe more if I felt inspired to, but I would always write like at least one or two sentences. And sometimes it would just be like, 
nothing new. Today was boring. Same old, same old. Like I would write like one or two sentences and then seeing the patterns, looking back and reading back on the patterns was so powerful. Like that is amazing and of its own, if you allow it to be. And don't go into this expectation that like me writing about the, the trip I took is, is transformational, but it can be. So my whole point here is like a journal guys, come on. <laughs> um, but journaling what in the way that my therapist and coach are encouraging me to do is more so like developing a relationship with yourself. If you haven't listened to the second episode of this podcast, I'll kind of give you a, a quick synopsis, but if you're interested in this, I recommend you listen. But the second episode of this podcast is called what does be your own muse mean? Or like, what does it mean to be your own muse or something like that? And I talk about how I used to talk to myself in the mirror. Um, and I did it to get out, to get things out, to speak. Uh, because I was, I felt like I had nowhere to turn, no one to talk to. And I started to develop a trust within myself by speaking to myself. And that is like really something I've recommended to my students before, my clients before, to really like break through like shadow work to like really break through what is bothering you um is to develop that practice and be open-minded about it but sometimes the result is that you just get over this uncomfortable hump of looking at yourself in the mirror and talking but then it turns into like a confidence and a trust within yourself um all of my favorite youtubers um who i watch and listen to have expressed that at some point when they were really nervous about starting their channel, they started to like practice talking to themselves in the mirror. And then they just kind of like were able to witness any bad habits they had or like, you know, bad habits that they had while speaking, like maybe they mumbled or maybe they slouched or what have you. Um, and they were able to correct it because like, I mean, how humbling is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so writing is similar and that you're like, it's not just writing things down. You're really getting into, in, into it. So if you hate journaling and you're not convinced at this point, I totally, absolutely get it. Um, because I was there for like you for a long time. Um, even now, like I said, I went through this period of just like feeling crunchy and feeling blech because there's a lot of transition going on in my life. I moved across the country and I knew what to expect. It's not like we walked in like blindly, but still, and like, I'm someone who I think I can handle change really, really well. I mean, like, I, I am pretty good at pivoting and like picking up and changing things. But as I'm getting older, I'm finding it a little, little bit harder. Um, I really like want to click stick, like stick to my comforts. I want some consistency. Um, because I do believe that when we have some stability in our lives, then we're able to be creative with the rest of it. Um, so for example, before I got married to Evan, um, I didn't really feel comfortable making big life plans. Like, you know, I'm going to move here or I'm going to do this with my life because I wasn't really sure if Evan was going to be in the picture or not. Like, you know, or like when I'm predict predicting my future, like, is there going to be children? <laughs> is there going to be, uh, you know, a house with a picket fence? Like, or am I going to be like single and living in a studio with roommates? Like what's, what's the haps here? What's the vibe? What's going on? And then when Evan and I got married, I developed this, this different confidence that I didn't have knowing that there was some part of my life that was set, uh, you know, thick and thin, rich or poor <laughs> sickness and in health, Evan was going to be there for me. 
And um, so that helped me make life plans. Um, I quit my job. I started my own business. Um, we moved to D.C. And I just started making friends and I started meeting people and I started putting myself out there because I knew that I had, I don't want to call it a safety net, but just like I knew um, that whatever was going to happen, we could go through it together. And I'm really, really grateful for that. Again, you don't need to be married for this to be a thing, but like any certainty or comfort that you might have just gives you that confidence, which is why I like, side note, I'm a huge proponent of saving so that you know you have a safety net if anything should happen. Um, you have a group of friends who you know are just like cheering you on. Uh, another thing, li like little side note that's been like weirdly, um, weirdly uh, effective for me is um, having a sense of personal style because trends, oh my God, you guys, trends change so fast. It just feels like we can't keep up. The world changes, everything goes upside down. But having like that, that sense of personal style has kept me like, like, physically confident, like confident in my physical appearance. Um, because nobody can take personal style away from you. Like what colors do you like? What outfits do you like? And that's something I can talk about in another podcast episode, because I think it's really important as it pertains to being your own muse, right? Like, um, being like knowing within yourself at the end of the day that you are expressing yourself how you want to express yourself. Um, if you can hear my dog barking in the background, that's the reality for someone like me. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier that I have four dogs in this house. So the fact that you only heard one barking right now is pretty miraculous. Anyway, so I want to get into my um, three big tips for uh, journaling for people who hate journaling. Uh, oops, just kidding. I have four, four tips. So there's a bonus one. Great, great. Okay. Number one, first tip. Who? It's a question, <laughs> not a, not a, not a statement. Who cares about your handwriting? What, like, do like, some of my best work, some of my most intense writing is chicken scratch. When I look back at my journal and I have my journal right here and I'm like flipping through it and I'm like, holy moly, this handwriting is atrocious. <laughs> um, and that's fine. I mean, so like, Okay, so the reason why we don't want to pick up habits or do things is sometimes it's because we don't really know how much energy it'll take. So if someone says like, oh, you really need to get to the gym, you just need to start going to the gym and you need to start working out for two hours a day and your life will change. That's true. I'm sure your life will change if you do that. But in your head, you might be like, you know, how feasible is that really? Can I afford? So it's not that you're lazy. I really don't think that it's because you're lazy, but can you afford the time, the energy output, the money to get a gym membership, drive there, spend two hours there. And like the time it takes to figure out what you're doing, the learning curve when you're doing anything new. And then, you know, you're going to be sore for like the first month. Maybe. I mean, that's probably an overestimation, but if you're consistent, it probably won't be that long. But, um, so really when we're thinking about developing new habits, we're factoring in like how much it's going to take out of us. And again, as a little caveat here, I think going to the gym is great, new habits, whatever, but it doesn't need to be something that huge. You can start working out at home in your underwear. Oh my gosh. I mean, the most consistent I ever was with working out was when I was training to become a yoga, but before I even knew that I wanted to become a yoga teacher, um, I got really, really into yoga and I would just honestly practice at home in my underwear. 
like every day <laughs> um i would roll out my yoga mat and just like press play on a video and like that was it um so i mean i'm not somebody who really loves the idea of going to the gym every day but hey anyway so <laughs> um so i just want to kind of like clear the any any like concerns <laughs> and say like right on right your who cares about your handwriting who cares about your handwriting uh who cares if it's chicken scratch you don't need to turn it in for a grade who cares if it makes sense who cares if it's just like a string of curse words um i think if you if you were to care like if you're if you're finding yourself like still resisting and that not being like helpful <laughs> consider that you might just be afraid of seeing something yourself that was imperfect so let's say that you journal and you journal for 20 minutes you you know set a timer and you just go for it and then you look at it and it's not perfect it's not beautiful your handwriting's not excellent your words aren't flowing um you might just be afraid <laughs> of seeing something that you created and spent 20 minutes on and it's not perfect um and to that i think we all know <laughs> is a little bit silly um because you're not turning this in for a grade. I think school really like did a number on us for that um, by making us feel like we're going to get a grade or like a social media judgment for anything we do. Um, and I really just want to say like you owe it to yourself to feel uh, open and allowed to allow like in a space where you can express yourself non-judgmentally. I also never even look back at my old journal prompts. I did just say that I was like flipping through it, but I'm not reading it really. Uh, unless I feel particularly inspired to, but I just like make a little promise with myself that I'm not going to read it unless I feel ready. Um, so take that for what you will. Hope that helps. Um, the next step though, is kind of a good segue from what I was just saying is that feel what you're writing. Re like when I, when I, when I say, when I, what I mean by that is go through the range of emotions as you're writing. What is coming up is going. What is coming is going when you're writing. So if someone asked you to journal on what you wanted to be when you grew up or uh, a, a argument you had with your partner or your parent, whatever, and you find yourself getting angry writing it, that's another reason why people resist is because they don't want to feel it again. But just know that when you're writing it, it's like when you're venting to a friend or a therapist or what have you and you feel angry again and you're just like getting upset again about like, how could they do that to me? Or like, I was right all along or whatever. Um, but you know that what's coming is going and then it's like going out and you feel safe knowing that there's someone on the other side who is there to catch you um, and who is listening to you. Um, and I think that's, that's nice. And like, that's, that's a very valid reason why we vent is because we're like, we feel safe with this person and we know that they're going to like reflect and say like, Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I hear you. I hear you. Wow. I agree with your opinion. You're totally right. You were, you know, they were so in the wrong and that's so unfair. And so we feel safe that way. But when we're journaling, they're like, nobody is there and it might feel a little unsafe for you because you're kind of talking to an empty wall and that feels scary. Like it feels like we're not being validated. But I want to say that if that's what you're feeling, one, you're developing a stronger relationship with yourself. You're building a stronger intuition, um, more comfort within yourself. And you get to tell these stories like un, 
unfiltered, unaffected, because you don't have to tell somebody else, if that makes sense. So if you're telling a story to your therapist or your boss or your friend or your parent, and you find yourself kind of filtering the details a little bit, just to kind of like associate it with that person or really talk up certain points. Um, you know, that's what we do socially. Like we're social creatures. That's what we tend to do. But if you're doing it by yourself, you're really just having an unbiased viewpoint. You're being your more authentic self. You're strengthening your own voice and, um, you're creating a safe space for yourself and you're really getting to the honesty of the situation. Um, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where you felt like you were venting to your friends and you just felt like you were like, it wasn't helping after a certain point. Like you felt like you were just kind of repeating over and over again. Um, the things that made you mad. You feel like you had to entertain the person with this relevant story instead of like actually getting something off your chest. It kind of depends on your friend group, but um, maybe you can relate to like how toxic it can feel. So just like vent to each other. Um, that can, that can become toxic. It can be great and beautiful or can become just like a toxic kind of codependent um, relationship depending on, on where you've been and what your friends are like. Um, but I want to say that if you're feeling while you're writing then you're doing it right. Um, and I also want to challenge you to um, feel the range of emotions. So let's say that when you journal, you're just feeling peaceful. Like it's just a peaceful activity for you. That is great. Um, but also remember that you get to feel um, a range of emotion. You get to feel angry. You get to feel sad and just know that what's coming is going. Um, and if you feel like you have a lot of anger and frustration to take out in the world and you need some, like a safe place for it to go and you're only writing about the things that uh, make you feel peaceful, then you're missing out on some some benefits here. Um, I have a really easy time writing about my desires and my dreams and the things I want. Like um, people talk about scripting, how you write about a day in your life, um, like a day in your dream life, a day in your life a year from now and just be like, you know, dear diary, today I checked my bank account and it said I had a million dollars or whatever, what have you. Um, but I have a harder time writing the things that upset me, the little things that annoyed me is because I don't want to admit that like something so trivial is bothering me. Um, it wasn't until I started having nightmares regularly and just like, I would get so triggered and angry over things that didn't need to be a big deal that I realized that I, I had this problem. I was so aspirational. I'm so good at thinking about the future and what I want and like my desires and like painting a pretty picture. And I'm also very good <laughs> at getting upset about things that didn't work out the way I wanted to. So I'm very stuck in the past of the future. Journaling brings you into the present moment. Um, and I think it's very, very beautiful. So I need that one for myself. Um, number three, tip number three is, uh, kind of in line with number one, when I said, who cares about your handwriting? Um, but I wrote down here, it says write on whatever. So you can write on, anything you want. It can be a post-it note. It can be a sticky, uh, what are those things called? Like a pad of paper. It can be notebooks. Um, it can really, you know, you get it. You can, you can write on like the notes app of your laptop. You can open up a Google doc. It really doesn't matter as long as you feel safe and you're expressing yourself in a way that is powerful. Um, typing, I think if, if you know you're better at typing, then go for it. But I will say there is a power at the written hand. Um, but that being said, I'm not going to say that you're doing it wrong. If you have like a Google doc diary, I did that for a little while when I enjoyed sitting at my computer, uh, and I had a hard time opening up a notebook and writing down. Um, but that being said, 
Um, I have a bunch of different notebooks and I'm not really good at keeping them cohesive. Like I have a pink one, I have one with flowers on it, I have a green one and I have a little purple one. And I grab one at random and start writing in it. I do not have like a sequential thing that makes sense. Um, maybe you listening to this, you're like, wow, that sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> um, that's fine. I mean, if you feel like the, uh, writing things in like a cohesive way, like keeping the date at the top corner and, you know, going page after page, if you feel like, and, and writing neatly, if you feel like that's something that's going to bring you joy and just like express the version of yourself that you want to be, um, that's, that's great. And I am not saying if there's anything wrong with that, but what I am saying is, if it sounds like more of a chore um, and you don't feel like you can express yourself creatively or you're spending so much time overthinking it, I really just want to advocate for right on whatever. Um, I, when there was a phase in my life where I knew that I um, wanted to start journaling more, um, I got a bunch of little notebooks, some big and some little. I just got all the notebooks in my house. Um, it was after Christmas. So a lot of people gifted me uh, write, writing materials um, which is funny because I wasn't really a big writer at the time, but I wanted to be. So it's funny. Um, and I spread them throughout the house. Any surface had a pen and paper on it. And I just told myself I was going to write down every idea I had, um, just so that it was out there and that I would be somewhere. Um, you can also keep a journal on your nightstand so that you have to look at it every morning when you go to bed or when you wake up, whatever you feel like resonates with you more. Or a notes app on your phone. I mean, that's better than nothing. Write on whatever. But really what I'm advocating for here, for here is the power of getting it out. Okay, tip number four. This is kind of just like a tip slash uh, affirmation that whatever you're doing is fine. <laughs> so there's two different ways that you can journal. And I just want to, well, there's actually more than two. Uh, but I just want to say these fall into two schools of thought that I was thinking about earlier today. Um, and I just want to mention that whatever you're doing is fine. <laughs> so the two different ways to journal. One, you can have like a regular 10 minute, 20 minute, 30 minute day, a day practice. Um, maybe you have some sort of type of system. You have journal prompts that you pull up online or your therapist, your coach, your friend, whoever gives them to you. Or you feel inspired. That's my favorite. You feel divi divinely inspired to um, come up with your own or something like that or, or, or pick some that you feel. Or maybe something upset you that day or triggered you or made you happy that day. And you just kind of write a little bit about the experience. That's a great place to start. The other one is that you have like these intensives, like once a week, you set a date with yourself. This is actually something that I did for a really long time when I lived in DC was I would set these dates with myself. Every Monday I would uh, wake up and instead of feeling nervous and uh, sick about the thought of the week ahead, which is a habit that I used to have, I set Monday being like my, my journaling date. Um, I would make it a calm experience. I would get something to drink. I would like get my coffee or maybe I'd pour some wine. Um, and I would light incense. I'd have my crystals. I'd play some music and I would just sit down and limit distractions. It's a huge one because I, I mean, I know I'm a human. I know how short all of our attention spans can be. I know how, um, how difficult it can be. I know how much of a trial it can be to just like sit down, but if you make it a full immersive experience, um, a full, like something, you know, include as many of the five senses you can. So taste, like I mentioned, get something to drink, some smell, some sound, some texture, like wear a fluffy blanket. Um, put, I like to put off uh, like a rug underneath my feet. I also have one of those, um, if you're familiar, 
They're like the acupressure mats. It's called Spook is the brand. Um, not an affiliate for them, but I've had it for a really long time. Anyway, it's like an acupressure mat. Um, it's like spiky. If you look at it, they have long ones for your whole body that you can lay on, or they have these smaller ones for travel. And I like to stand on it. Um, so it's for my feet and I will put my feet on it and just kind of grounds me into that experience. So I'm the more immersed I am, the less I'm thinking of the outside world and just make it like a non-option for you to be on your phone. Um, if you look at journal prompts on your phone, um, I would recommend that you move them over to your computer. Um, I personally find my computer less distracting than my phone because it's not as easy to scroll, but some people are different. You can write them down on a sticky note, just like make it this like immersive, intense experience. Um, you can have it once a week, every other week, once a month, whatever resonates with you, I think is just fine and dandy. Um, but I just wanted to kind of highlight the two different ways of doing it. You can make it like a small thing that you don't even think about. It's just a thing that you do get up, boom, before you go to bed, boom, do it easy. Or it can be like a full experience. That's my personal favorite. Um, but if you're finding that you're in a position where you really just need that, like that, like that boost of like in your day-to-day -day experience, like taking a multivitamin every day, or you can just like go ham every two weeks, whatever really fits your style and your lifestyle. As our lifestyles change, our preferences change. So if something really worked for you at one point and now it just doesn't really work, I want you to have some grace with that. Um, so that's kind of my general advice for journaling, but of course this can be implemented with anything as far as building habits go. Um, one last little tip that I'll throw in there for good measure, uh, tip number five is make sure that you're remembering what you're doing this for. Like, like it can be this big complex reason. Like, you know, you want to improve yourself so that you can be the spouse you've always wanted to be or the mother you always wanted to be or, or whatever you resonate with or a better employee, a better person, a better soul, a better caregiver, a better coach. Or it can just be very, very simple. Like I do it because it feels good. So again, make your reason big or small, whatever resonates with you. For me personally, I fluctuate. Sometimes I'm like, Yes, my big vision and journaling is so good for me and it feels good and tap into those good feelings of like all the things that you want, but also you can also keep it simple. Not everything needs to be this like big dramatic thing, but at the end of the day, know this is good for you and just like remind yourself that this is a good thing you're doing and it's, it feels good. Like if you're into working out, like sometimes you're like, oh, I really don't want to do this. I, uh, you know, I took a vacation and I came back to the gym and it just feels like you know, pushing mud, like doing a rep feels like, like going through mud, swimming through mud or whatever. Um, same thing with journaling. Like sometimes I just have a really hard time sitting with my thoughts, but you can either just like really hype yourself up and be like, yeah, we're saving the world. Or it can be smaller and just be like, you know, I do, I do it because it feels good. I do it because it's a non-option not to. Um, so there's my five tips. I thought it was going to be four, but then I made it five. Um, so there's a little bonus. Um, I hope that this resonated with you. I hope that you enjoyed this. Go out and make yourself feel good today. Go out and do something very simple for yourself. That's going to make your day better. Um, go out and create something, share your soul with the world if you want to. Um, but I firmly believe in like getting naked with yourself first and really, um, be like being okay with yourself and then sharing with the world. Um, there, that's a whole other podcast episode, but like that balance between like, when do we share what we said? Um, and my, my short little answer on that for now is like really develop your strong intuition because there's been plenty of times when I'll, I've journaled something and I'm like, wow, that was deep and heavy. And my intuition will be like, you need to share this with the world. And I'll be like, okay. 
but I'm so scared and it works out and it's okay and nobody died. Um, but when my intuition is not on point because I haven't been feeding it, um, I feel a little, uh, <laughs> uh, I feel a little scared and it's a little scary. So feed your intuition, feed your soul, go eat something, um, delicious and healthy and hydrating today. I love you guys so much. Thank you for being with me. Um, if you, if you learned something from this, if you took away something from this, tag me on Instagram at funky Aphrodite. Love you guys so much.